in a world full of straight people. Aren't you glad there's WOW Presents Plus, the number one place in the world to see Drag Race? And so much more. Subscribe to WOW Presents Plus. Still only $4.99. Subscribe today as streamed on TV. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinner saints. I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another blooming episode of Yes, Jesus! I'm Daniel Franzese, and as always, I'm here with my rosebud of a bestie. <sighs> I was going to say budding Azariah Southworth. You always steal my light! <laughs> <laughs> Foiled again, because here at Yes, Jesus, we believe... Jesus blooms just for you. And Kevin Garcia is blooming all over the place. That's right. We're here with Kevin Garcia later on in the show. Stay tuned because we're going to get to that right after the praise report and the prayer request moment of our show. Azzy, this is the part of the show, as you know, that if you have a little something that you want to hallelujah about, if you're walking down the street, just skipping, saying God is good, let us know and we will hallelujah along with you. But in the same token, if something's just a little too heavy to bear, if you're wearing a backpack full of bricks and you want us to lift the load a little bit, let us know. And we will pray for you, and so are our Yash Jesuit listeners. We're going to start off with a prayer request, Azzy. Tell us about it. Yeah, this comes from John. John says, All the folks living with dementia of any form and all the folks who love them and care for them. Oh, John. Wow, we definitely feel you. If anyone has ever had someone in their life that is dealing with that, especially elders, we're going through that in our family too, a little bit of elder trouble you know it's just hard it just makes things difficult caretaking is such a costly thing so a lot of times it falls onto the family and onto family members who have to take care of people john we pray for you for strength it's really difficult the other day my mom had my elderly nana with her out uh to dinner she wanted some more water or whatever she wanted ketchup i don't know Mm -hmm. but this waitress was walking by carrying like a like about 100 plates you ever see one in like they carry that tray with like all these different plates on it uh, i was one of them once upon a time <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes we all were i think i was too and <laughs> my nana wanted her ketchup or water filled or whatever it was so she grabbed the lady's arm like carrying all those yeah. plates like to get her attention and my mom grabbed mm-hmm. her arm and these people looked at my mom like elder abuse like, because my mom was trying to stop my yeah. Nana from yeah. knocking this waitress over. And it's just like, oh, like on top of it, it's like, my mom's like, I'm not abusing her. I'm just trying to save right. a tragedy. It just yeah. makes everything just gets so difficult. John, we pray for all those people that are living with that and the people that do care for them. We pray for your strength and we thank you for your service because it is extremely tough. Um, it's, it's an act of love to care. Yeah. It's so funny when the message hits you right at home. I'm like, dealing, you know, we're dealing with it now. Uh, anyway, uh, th- it, th- this is a praise report. Um, And this comes to us from Dustin. This is a hallelujah from Dustin. Dustin says, I wanted to share a praise report with y'all and the listeners. About a week or so ago, I finally came out to my mom and I told her about my husband that I married in September of this year. Her response actually shocked me because my family members are conservative leaning. I expected the response to be one that I was not welcome around the family. And to my surprise, she told me congratulations on my wedding and wished me and my husband a happy marriage. I told her that I'm happy that she didn't just abandon me, and she said she would never do that. The weight of worry has washed away the minute she responded positively, and I'm thankful for the strength that Jesus gave me to finally share my truth with her. I hope this praise report will encourage someone else. That is such a blessing and such a, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit just gives you the right thing to say in those moments and just lets you be able to talk to people and say the things that you didn't know you were going to be able to say and get the answer you didn't know you were able to get. And we're just, we have a lot of gratitude, Dustin, for your mom. 
uh, for responding in that way. And honestly, the only right time to come out is when you know it's the right time. God in your gut will let you know. And if you feel like it is the right time, maybe this will inspire you. But if it's not, wait for the right opportunity to. The outcome isn't always as pleasant. But, you know, like I said, my favorite quote from um, Queer as Folk, mourn the losses for there are many, but celebrate the victories for there are few. So this is definitely a hallelujah for Dustin and his family, his growing family. Uh, we God bless your uh, union and wish you many years of happiness. Congratulations, Dustin. We're going to be right back with some really good news for you with the scripture of the day. Hi, this is Panjana Hills from Drag Race UK versus the world and Drag Race Thailand. And you're listening to Yes, Jesus. Hey, everybody. It's time for the good news. It's the scripture of the day. Azzy, let us know what it is. This comes to us from Isaiah 35, verse 1. Let the desert and dry region be happy. Let the wilderness rejoice and bloom like a lily. What? Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I'd be reading the Bible. I'm like, what they're saying here? Like, <laughs> let the desert and dry region be happy and let the wilderness rejoice and bloom like a lily. Um, I have to ask you, Azzy, do you have any dry regions and are they happy? <laughs> I try to moisturize so I don't become There's an like ointment the... for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to become like the salt beds in the Death Valley, but... A no, moisturizer, no, 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 no. you know, a moisturizer. Now we need a moisturizer sponsor. Yeah, for the podcast. Is your lily as dry as a desert? <laughs> we'll see what we have. You know, the Bible has a lot of references. Come and find out. <laughs> the Bible has a lot of references to blossoming and blooming. A lot of passages about the desert, breaking all out with flowers. It's almost like a queer person wrote it. But what does blooming mean for you? We already gave it away a little in the opening, but Troy Savan has also let us know what blooming might be about. Bottoming, maybe? Well, who knew? I mean, maybe I, maybe I did a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but we have another expert on blooming, Kevin Miguel Garcia. They are a spirituality coach, mystic theologian, and practitioner, sought-after speaker, and host of the podcast, A Tiny Revolution, which Danny and I have been on. They have just written a new book titled, What Makes You Bloom? Cultivating a Practice for Connecting with Your Divine Self. And they are here to talk to us about it. Hello, Kevin. Welcome. Hi. How blooming hard was it for you to stay quiet during that intro? I saw you bursting with joy for... Dustin. I had to put I had to put it on mute. I had to put it on mute because I wanted to shout because I come from a I, I you know you know when you accidentally fall into a Pentecostal cult ever happened to you? If you know, if you know, no, you know. I have no idea. If you know, you know. Um, but yeah, I also come from like a very shouting kind of background. So where I come from, we say. Amen and hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, amen and hell yeah. You got a new book out. We're very excited about that. I want to start with the essentials about that in your book. Uh, what make what makes you bloom? So what do you mean by blooming? Are you are you referencing bottoming? We have to know. And oh, are you opening up like a Georgia O'Keeffe painting? Like flowers in the <laughs> desert? What what? 
I'm really trying to like bridge the gap between bottoming and spirituality, you guys. Yes, Welcome to Yash. Finally. <laughs> finally. Finally, a book for me. Um, no. we, always, we always wonder why sexuality and spirituality has so many of this, you know, the worshiping, the, 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 the rapture of an orgasm. It's all like, it's very that. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about it is, is like, that's the actually, in some ways, the direction I'm going with a lot of this stuff. Because for me, I come from an evangelical background, and so I was told, like, there's a very specific way to be Christian, and there's a very specific way to be a human. Um, And what I found, as many of us do, as we, like, start to examine why we believe what we do, start to pick it apart, deconstruct it, whatever language you want to use, um, turns out that shit's killing us. And so when I was in seminary, oddly enough, and lost my, my faith, if you will, I started figuring out what are the practices that are going to connect me with this thing that we're calling God, because I still feel for better or for worse, like this affinity for the person of Jesus. You know, he was my first teacher and my friend, and I still see him that way. Um, And even if that's not the case for so many folks who need to let go of the image of Jesus, or at least the image of white Jesus, um, the book really is, it starts with asking the question, like, what are you going to do to return to peace? What are the things that are actually making you come alive? Where are the dry places, like you said, in your heart, in your life, where it's just like, okay, so like, I've changed my mind, I've come out of the closet, and I've, you know, run away from bad fundamentalism, and I have all the right thoughts, and I vote the right way, and I, you know, hang out, I go to the local drag shows because I don't only watch um, television shows. I, you know, I'm I'm a good person now. Why don't I feel better? And the, the answer is capitalism. Um, the answer is we live in a world that makes us feel like we don't deserve to be happy. We are literally working ourselves to the bone. And also we have been taught to be ashamed of our desires. And so this book, I hope, is the answer to what do I do now that I've left all the bullshit behind and I want to do something to actually move me towards greater levels of happiness. So what you're saying is by is by blooming, you just want to fill a hole. Period. <laughs> That's exactly it. That we all um, have in our, the hole in our soul, our soul yeah. hole. Our, your soul hole. It's also, as soon as I like I told, the, told the, the editor that I wanted to change the title to what makes you bloom, because like that's really what it's about, there's a part of my head I said, there's going to be some horrible gay man out there who's just going to not let it go. <laughs> Um, it me, <laughs> but also just like I think it's very funny because I think that if you cannot laugh about something like that, this book isn't even for you. Honestly, if if, if that's if, if that's offensive to you or weird for you, like I mean, read it. But that's that's some interesting shame to work on. True. What I heard you describing were actions that can be taken to become a good person, but. It's more about connecting, like your title says, connecting with your divine self. So what can people do to do that? Um, let's start with defining define the divine self, right? <laughs> when I say divine self, I mean the thing that a lot of people call God. Um, some people will call it the universe. Some people will call it love. Some people will call it grace. Some people might call it the Buddha, the Christ. Some mm-hmm. it's, it's the soul in yoga. It's called the Atman. It's the part of you that is the divine spark or the the deposit of the divine in you Mm -hmm. or the divine itself becoming manifest in this world through you. A zillion ways to look at it. But for me, I'm just like that which is deepest within me 
the thing that causes my scars to heal and the seasons to change and keeps the earth on its axis and allows my brain to process at lightning speed, sound and light and also keeps my whole body running. Like, like the, the same, like, you know, like inside of our bodies, there are billions of things happening at once without our permission, unbeknownst to us, allowing us to keep going. That's grace. The same thing with that tree outside is like somehow that tree learned and knew how to eat light and turn it into nutrients for itself. And I know that like, you know, scientifically we can explain these things and say that this is what is what's happening, but that's marvelous to me. It's awe inspiring. You're, you're approaching faith and healing through a deconstruction and reconstruction lens. When you talk about stuff like that, how it breaks, how everything breaks down. So what makes you bloom uses Christian concepts and, concepts and theologies but it's also really practical too like the science of it so what why is it important to keep those two pieces in tension um it's i think it's one of the the reason i use like a lot of christian imagery and language is because it's what i come from it's the context in which i work in and i would say that for a lot of folks in the west um or at least who have like been in contact with western christianity it's the language that we know and so even in the book, I introduce Buddhist concepts, I introduce yogic concepts, I introduce some new age stuff from like um, Byron Katie, Abraham Hicks, and things like that, because I'm looking for what is not so much what is true, but what is helpful. And I think it's important to not like to be able to look at your, the tradition that you come from and be able to say, was there anything useful here for me? And if there was something useful for me, if there was something in this that allowed me to come alive, why don't I feel like I have permission to practice it or claim it for myself? I keep keep saying it on every show and it's going to get annoying, but like, honestly, I've been, I've been like really waxing on this whole thing of the Ikea catalog of how like Mm. we've been able to Ikea hack and like make our own life without religion as queer folks. But now we're kind of like, let's see the instruction booklet to the Fajorn. Cause I want to know, maybe there's some original building tools, some structural things here that could be applicable to. Why religion. do I have this extra screw? Yeah. Why is my why do I stand wobbly? <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying like, you know, we put brackets on that. Some of the things that we did, we even, I think did better than other people because, and I, again, I attribute this to talk our, about it. Talk our, about as it. Queer people as our attention to detail and how God is in the details and mm-hmm. so maybe we've been even noticing God more sometimes because yeah. we've been like having to look into different, and a lot of that mm-hmm. comes from our fear and safety and spaces. And when we walk in, having to mm-hmm. pay extra attention to everything and being hypersensitive and hyper aware to our surroundings and our environments. Yeah. But it's like now that we've done that, now that we've uh, uh, like uh, created that ability, it, the exciting thing to me is to go back and Bible mm-hmm. wonder, pull out the things that the world yeah. is saying are the keys to the to the life and the instruction manual of life and try to find a way that we can make it applicable yeah. to the Jitabakwap. The legit, <laughs> um Because that's also, I think, what is like sad for so many of us about losing spiritual community is you lose the rhythm. You lose just the thing that you all, like, this is how... I like this is how I oriented myself to the world. Um, and I think there's something really, really powerful about people coming together for the purposes of common liberation. Um, mm-hmm. But, and I think at the same time, when you begin to do your individual practices, when you like, this is one of the, the, the actually connecting to your divine self, there's something that we can do every single day to be in line with who we are. And then when we come together in community, we get to enjoy one another. 
And I'm not saying that we can, we have to come in and always be happy that we can't lean on our community. It's to say mm-hmm. like, and at the same time, if I love this community, the best thing I can do is learn how to be kind to myself. That's basically all I'm advocating for. <laughs> I also think be an example of love. Mm-hmm. Just walk this earth as an yes. example of love because it's like mm-hmm. people can't really say stuff about you. That's how you're yeah. Is this yeah. book for is this book for Christians? Is um, it for spiritual is, people? Is it for anyone? What, who's it for? I would say it's for any human. Like I, I, when I was writing it, I was thinking about ex-evangelicals and people who deconstruct fundamentalist religion. And if you're somebody who is a atheist, if you are somebody who is spiritual but not religious, if you're somebody who just wants to figure out how to do something every day to feel better while you like you survive late capitalism, it's for you. I would really like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be giving this to my mother um, when I go see her over the holidays because she's 62 and it's, her, it's for her too. My favorite thing about this, to toot my own horn a little bit, I've used this book as the curriculum for what I've been teaching my students for the past year. So I've had like 150 people I've worked with, and they've all used these practices. And by and large, when people in earnest take time to come back to themselves, it fucking works, man. Like, that's the thing is like, you don't have to believe in God to connect to God. And that's the thing is you you can realize that like peace, love, self-acceptance is accessible to you now. Mm -hmm. I mean, that sounds like heaven to me. Why would you deny yourself heaven? I do think that the queer community could benefit from a little more spiritual discipline, just a little bit. In any in any regard, in any regard, I think everybody can do that. But especially like our queer friends, I'm just like we are. We have so much trauma all the way around. We owe it to ourselves to do the things that are going to bolster us, so that not only can we survive, but we can actually do the things we need to do in order to like get the shit done. You know, it's about more yeah. than just like it's individual resilience. But once you get your individual resilience down, you recognize, oh, this is my part to play. This is how I can find community is because I can actually take the love that I'm feeling and experiencing from my divine self. So many of us are like, what can I do? What can I do? Get quiet first, and then it will become obvious. In Buddhism, one of the things that they teach is about building the island within yourself and Mm. making that your place to go to, your refuge, your uh, sangha. And that's done through different practices, spiritual practices, such as meditation and quieting yourself Mm -hmm. and noble silence, you know? So I'm curious, what are some of those practices that you lay out in your book about building that island within yourself to be the refuge that you can go to and to be home within yourself when the world is chaos and you just want to escape? Yeah. Every single morning when I get up, I go sit right over here. I have my altar. So it's got my like my yoga mat and my seat and you know it's got candles and incense and so I light my candle and I've got images of Jesus and Ganesh and Krishna and Bhagwan Nityananda the Virgin Mary Mary Magdalene Saint Thomas like and then I've also got my dead relatives too so every single day I come I greet these people and I spend time trying to connect with them and with myself and I usually do it through I have a modality one movement I like doing yoga. Sometimes it's yoga. Sometimes I'll go lift weights. Sometimes it's just doing some stretching and like wiggling and jiggling. Sometimes I like the other day I turned on 
speaking of blooming Troy Sivan's newest album and I just danced around <laughs> the living room to like shake that's it out a spirit, that's a spiritual and practice it can be yeah. yes it is I agree yeah you have to move uh, in a way that makes your body feel good so like it's at whatever right. level of accessibility you got make your right. body feel good right um two um I want to read something that is inspiring to me something that gets me in you know off of like whatever's going on here in my day to day or perhaps whatever's troubling me and I can so um for some folks I use the bible if the bible's not good for you put it down put it down for as long as you need and pick up um Rumi that's a poet yeah, um an old yeah. sufi poet and he's also a queer mystic and then let me tell you what the queer the queers queer especially queer mystics we got it um pick up Mary Oliver pick up um the Dalai Ching pick up um Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Pick up something that's going, that, you know, speaks to the soul a little bit. And every day, read a poem. Read it a couple times. Meditate on it. And then, close your eyes for at least five minutes and breathe. And then, maybe when you're done for five minutes, I take you take a journal and you write for five minutes. That's it. Solid 15 minutes. And even if you can't do that, it's like that. Like for me, like I do fifteen to two, an hour, depending on what I'm feeling, depending on what I'm wanting. But I can I can tell you, like when I was first starting out, the thing I committed to was at least five minutes a day, every day, to just breathing, and it changed yeah. my life. Like I would tell everybody, I'm just like screw it, like don't read the book. If you go meditate for five minutes every day, you can skip the book. That's free. But <laughs> but it's oftentimes it's just like you know like what gets in the way of that. What gets, what's right. in the, gets in the way of that desire to feel peace, you know? Right. It's really right. like... This seems like a, like a life work. Like. A lifetime meticulous love practice. That's what Trisha Hersey calls it. She's the Nat Bishop mm. who wrote Rest is Resistance. Oh, but yeah. she said this whole thing of deprogramming ourselves from what bad religion and capitalism has taught us, it's mm. a lifelong meticulous love practice of learning how and I'm going to be soft with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. So yeah, it's, it sounds really, really basic, but that's it. We don't need, but your practice doesn't need to be a huge, elaborate ritual. The answer is is buy the book and learn how to take time for yourself, or just take time for yourself and don't buy the book. <laughs> but Period. Like, take the like, time you, for yourself. You really care. It's good. <laughs> but, it you sounds know, so I, fucking simple, but my God, how many of us will do it? I know. It's true. Well, there's New Year's resolutions to be had if you haven't decided what yours is going to be. Yeah, um, outside of the book, you're a spiritual director, a tarot card reader, an entrepreneurial spirit. Like, what else are you working on outside of the book? Um, I I mean, presently, like, this is, like, the thing. I've just kind of, like, my brain's been all in on this. In the winter months, I actually really try to work less as, like, kind of like a like a practice of rest. I think that the fruit of that is gentleness, if you will. And that's the fruit of the mm. spirit. Is like, I really try to be as easy as I can in the wintertime. So right now, nothing. I'm working on beating Baldur's Gate, um, which <laughs> is, oh my gosh. If y'all are not playing Baldur's Gate, who are you? Not a nerd? You ain't no, a nerd no, like I me? I mean, we're not. We're not. I'm not. Um. Um, but um, the other thing, uh, my podcast is ongoing. It's called A Tiny Revolution I just put out like the 200th episode a few weeks ago. Yeah, oh, congrats. Um, nice. I'm going to QCF um, uh, the first week of January. That's the Q Christian, Christian Fellowship Conference where we all met yes. back in yes. 2020. Oh my God. No. Wow. Yeah. 20. It's been a while. Yeah. January 2020. Yeah. That was the last one before everything shut down. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, meow. Um, and <laughs> I am, you know, going to the gym a few times a week. I'm trying to get a, I'm frankly trying to get a fatter ass. <laughs> Well, besides besides what? with that juicy ass at the gym, where else can people find you? <laughs> you can find me across the internet at the Kevin Garcia. Um, that's my handle. The book "What Makes You Bloom: Cultivating a Practice for Connecting with Your Divine Self" is everywhere on January 9th, twenty twenty four, and you can get it at thekevingarcia.com slash bloom and wherever books are sold. Well, you heard it here, yes, Jesuits. Kevin, before we move on, is there anything else that you want to share with us that? that you think would be inspiring or, you know, uh, will help our audience bloom? Um, the thing I, can I read a little bit? Just yeah, the very please, last part. Please, yeah, please. let's do it. Yeah. A little sample. It's <laughs> like a sampling of the book. This is from the last part. So it's actually from the section titled An Alternative Lifestyle, ironically. And hopefully this will whet your palate for the book. To taste the fruit of love, there's nothing you need to do, but there's everything that you need to be. Like everything else, it's an experience you have to you have due to a process. And after you spent time in spiritual practices, your self-control has likely increased because you understand self-control is not a matter of deprivation, but a matter of gentleness and ease. The feeling of ease you've created results in faithfulness to your practices. And as you are compassionate and gentle with yourself, it's easy to be generous with others. If you're generous, you can't help but exhibit kindness. And kind folks are always patient. And because they are, they experience peace, they revel in joy, and they stay rooted in love. And so I pray that you begin your practice mighty and small, that you devote yourself to your peace, your healing, to the people who make you bloom, and a lifestyle that grows your faith in a garden so abundant that the others of your life take joy in the beauty you create. And if you take nothing else from this, if you take nothing else from this offering, please tattoo this on your heart. You are God's wonder, fully made. And you do not have to believe that. However, you would be unspeakably happy if you did. Oh, thank you for sharing that with us, Kevin. I appreciate you are God's wonder. Uh, you too. And- thank you for having me here in this space. Like, y'all are wonderful. And it's really, really, really cool to see this and like, you know, to see this stuff on the main stage, if you will. China, you know, we got Jesus on the main line, we're not on the main stage. <laughs> Come on now, yeah. somebody. <laughs> For all the listeners out there, your Tide Love Offering Charity Act of Good this week. You got to figure out what makes you bloom, sweetie. Explore those organizations that help people be their authentic self in church, at work, in their family, in the synagogue, in the temple, and in their community, and then lend your support to those organizations. Now, you may have followers, but if your followers are not actively engaging with each other, learning from each other, and inviting regularly, then you don't have a community. So reach out to us. We want to know who you are, and we want to feel your presence. But guess what? We have more drag queen prayers for you. That's right. Yes, Jesus was at RuPaul's DragCon UK in London. And while we were there, we got some holy prayers from some divine drag queens. And today, we're going to open our prayer segment with a prayer offering from Pangina Heels. I pray that we don't fight among ourselves. I pray that toxic masculinity no longer exists, even in the gay community. Because you know what? I need to never, ever fucking hear the next time that when a girl walks into a gay club and a gay man says, why the fuck is she here? Okay? I understand that we come through a long history where, you know, we're not treated as equals. Let's not complete that cycle of hate and keep on making it into this disgusting loop. You know, we can be better. We can do better. So I feel like if we can continue to spread kindness and allow there to be a safe space for everybody, that would be nice. Now, 
um, speaking about bachelorette parties. In that way, if you learn how to be respectful to other people's spaces, then it'll be fine. So there has to be a good balance, and in that way, the world can be a better place. Amen! A several man! <laughs> Thank you, Pangina Heels. Oh, God. Please, now, everyone, please bow your heads, um, unless you're driving because Jesus can't actually take the wheel. God, we want to thank you, Father God, that we grow and we heal and that we bloom. Please guide us to the good soil, to loving communities that will help us grow, to those that will let us thrive as humans. And we want to thank you, and we want to lift up Kevin's book, and we want to thank Kevin for their ministry in the world. We're so happy to have Kevin here with us and to join us here in prayer. And we join John in prayer for those who are living with dementia and for all the people who care for them. We also give praise and thanks for Dustin's coming out experience with his mom. May her response be the same response that every mother gives to their son. Holy Mother Mystery, God of our many understanding, who has infinite arms to hold us, infinite hands to mold us, infinite feet to walk with us, and infinite mouths to speak love over us, infinite eyes to see and witness all suffering. We thank you that you embrace this world. And we ask that for all those who are in suffering and pain in this world, that you would be there and that justice would be done and roll down like a river in places where there is none. May your presence be felt in the most loneliest of moments, knowing that you, beloved, are not alone. And we ask this in the name of our brother, friend, and teacher, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Kevin. Yes. And thank you, Pangina Heels. And thank you, Azzy. Yes. And thank you, all you Yash Jesus listeners. Thank you, Danny. For, yes, thank you, me, for another episode of Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. Now, if you like the show, you can support us with a donation. We should have a Patreon account where you can become a supporter. You can also make a one-time donation through the Buy Me a Coffee button. It's on our site. Both of that will be in the show. Information for that will be in the show notes and our, on our website at YashJesusPod.com. Now, if you ain't got no money, honey, you ain't gotta worry because listen you could leave us a review share us with a friend those things really help us spread yes jesus to others who might need to hear us you can now leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website at yasjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show, so drop us a line or send us a recording on yasjesuspod.com. Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just a my dry, deserty places or blooming wide open and wet. We'd love to hear from you. Yas Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Francesi, and the liquid. Ooh, the ever-blooming Azariah Southworth. She needs to stop blooming to be honest music sound editing and all things audio are done by chris heckman our show is produced by the freaking deacon ross murray and lady boss meredith Pauly. our sugar daddies who make this show possible are reverend jeff c francesca s nathaniel n and john h this episode is brought to you by world of wonder we are streaming and screaming on apple Podcasts, spotify and wherever you get your pods and don't you dare forget that god loves you just as your blooming self is you're just as sweet and precious as the baby jesus so keep praising the lord y'all 